Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome in. It's Winning Cures Everything. My name is Chris. I am hosting solo today uh, for Winning Cures Everything. Gary is out of town on vacation next two days. This is going to sound bad. It's going to look maybe worse. But I've got my good friend, Sam Walters. He is one-third of Westlot Pirates, our buddies from Northwest. And uh, if you watched our uh, live draft, you know him. And if you have it, then shame on you. Go back and watch it. Sam, what's up, man? Not much, man. How are you doing? Thanks for having me on. I'm good. I'm good. I wanted somebody to talk with. I didn't like doing it by myself last time. I am a super codependent person, if anybody didn't know that. And uh, so I appreciate you getting in your schedule. We got a couple of things that we wanted to talk about. This is going to be a Northwestern heavy show. I hope people are okay with that. It's our show. That's what we're going to do. I love you guys, and uh, you've converted me. I appreciate it. Before that, you are one of the few friends that I have that I can talk any NHL hockey stuff. Love it. Tell me what do you think is going on with the CBA negotiations? Are we getting hockey restarted back? Are they going to do it better than the other sports? So it sure looks like it. Um, you know, the right now, pretty much as we record, uh, the owners are the board of governors are meeting. They came to an agreement over uh, CBA extension and return to play. Um, they're going to have the pods. I know you've talked about in the past uh, uh, how they're going to be splitting up the twelve teams in each pod. They're both in Canada, which is really interesting. I thought that was strange move, but okay. So it, it makes sense for a couple reasons. One, uh, the Canadian dollar is like 74 cents to the American dollar. So they're losing money hands over fist. So you, you do everything in Canada, you're going to be saving some money. Um, so that's a big one. Uh, and number two, but, you know, not to get political or anything, but like the Canadian government has seemed to be handling things a little bit better than what we're doing here. Uh, yeah, I, I thought they were a lot more restrictive than us, so I didn't know how the travel back and forth was going to work once they started going back and forth. But uh, it doesn't seem like they're going to be moving back and forth too much. Um, yeah, because you know, you're looking at uh, you know, the Western Conference, I believe, is going to be in Edmonton. The Eastern Conference is going to be in Toronto. Um, when you get to – I don't know if they're going to be merging them at the conference finals or for the Stanley Cup, are. but – uh, it's all going to be in Ed- Edmonton, so you don't have to worry about crossing the border, doing any quarantine, no. any of that sort of thing. So that's that. I think that's a good thing. It looks like the fi- uh, the uh, sorry the semifinals is going to be in Toronto. Okay. And then the the championship, the the Stanley Cup finals is going to be in Edmonton. So that's and they're not going to travel once they get to these places until that series is over, and then move exactly. right to that one. You're right, and they don't. I guess you're right. We do have laws right now where. Once you leave one country and come into the other, both of them are requiring another quarantine stage. Don't cross a border. We don't have to worry about it. Smart thing to do. And uh, I didn't even think of the economics of it. That's crazy. So yeah, yeah. no, I mean, like at the end of the day, it's ninety-five percent money. I mean, like I, I know Vegas was really considered to be 
a front runner, and rightfully so. Vegas could absolutely, I mean, yeah, like numbers are skyrocketing in, in Vegas, but they would be able to completely isolate one hotel and there's a, enough There's enough rooms, uh, restaurants, things to they do. They put all 24 it, teams there and have yeah, it. They absolutely could. And everything. Yeah. And you've got multiple sheets of ice for practice and things like that. You could make a really solid bubble in Vegas. So I don't know that necessarily that's the issue, but like the fact that the Canadian dollar is so much worse than the American dollar. I mean, when, like I said, when you're losing money hand over fist, it just makes sense to try to mitigate that as much as possible. You got anything, anybody you like that, that you think has a chance in this weird new format? So what's so interesting is, um, and the, kind of you look at the draft lottery too. Uh, I don't, I, you know, the fact that one of the teams that's losing in the first, in this qualifying round, is going to get the number one pick in the draft. Yeah. That's phenomenal. I love that so much. I, I was I so too. excited when that happened. Um, but that being said, Boston had been playing really, really well uh, before everything stopped. I just feel and, like it's a new season. That's four months ago. I know. It, it's crazy. So, like, who knows what, what these teams are going to look like. Uh, you got some teams who were really banged up. Colorado, um, phenomenal team on paper. They were really banged up as the season went along. They're going to get a ton of guys back, uh, so you know, look out for them. Now, being from Colorado myself, you know, I, you know, part of me is, is pretty happy about that. Um, you know, living in Chicago now, obviously, you know, I'd, I'd love to see the Blackhawks do well. They're not going to. No, um, they, they shouldn't. But, but, but I would not. Be, I would not be surprised if they beat Edmonton in the, in the opening round. I think that'd be again. I think that's going to happen. Hilarious. I think I think we're going to see some pretty big upsets because it's almost a new season outside of changing rosters and 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 free agency. This free agency in the draft. This is a completely different season, and you might have played like crap last year, last season, and now start this weird season. And you could be hot. You could you could have worked on your game. So Nashville was just Pecorino looked done. Okay, yeah. he looked like anybody in the world could have scored on him here in Nashville. And there's a really good chance if he's got his head right and it was all a mental thing and this is just a, all right, new season, new start. If Nashville gets hot, they've got the players. I would have never said that the way they were finishing coming into the playoffs at the end of the regular season. No chance. They're mentally and physically just looked whipped. And is I think it's kind of anybody's game. It really so, could be. I mean, I, I, I'm always prejudiced to the Capitals. I like them. I love Boston. I love the Predators. But it would not surprise me to see big-time upsets with the way the formatting is. So what, what could be really, really interesting is so you've got the top four teams in each conference. They're playing round-robin, yep. which basically it's meaningless. So you've got, you're going to have someone who's gone through a best-of-five series, come out ahead, you know, theoretically firing on all cylinders and you've got another, you know, these, the top teams that have been, you know, they've been playing games for seedings. I don't even know exactly how that's going to look, but like they're going to have, you know, a well-rested, well, maybe not well-rested, but like they worked out the kinks, um, the, the teams that's going to be advancing out of the qualifying round. Uh, yeah. Rest should not be an issue in this thing. Yeah. This is a sprint to the finish. And, and if you can't fight like hell for two, two and a half months, then you don't deserve to win this thing. And uh, I think it's going to be fun. I, oh, I, I can't wait. really excited. I love hockey playoffs. I know 80% of the people that listen 
have just said they're talking hockey. I'm 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 listening to something else. We're getting off hockey now. We're going to transition again. Before we do, I I got to say there's going to be 12 to 15 hours of hockey a day, and there is nothing like playoff hockey. Like the intensity ratchets up even you know to an 11. If you amazing, never haven't watched hockey before, this is the time to do it. That's right. Just just give it a chance. You haven't watched anything else. Not a lot else is going to be competing for your attention, okay? Just take a couple of hours and say, I'm going to watch one game from start to finish and just see how you like it. Because playoff hockey really is a lot of fun. That's how oh, I amazing. got started in hockey is I started getting into playoff hockey, only following it when the playoffs came around. And then I, I – Learn how to watch it. There is a learning curve for how to watch hockey. Absolutely. Once I learned how to watch it and felt more comfortable, I kind of could see things better, just like football, baseball, anything else. And then now I like regular season. I, I just like watching really good high-level hockey, and it's fun. Absolutely. All right, let's get off that. We'll get into your bread and butter a little bit. The way we'll start this is – Northwestern Wisconsin was supposed to be played at Wrigley Field this year. And it yep. was one of the games I was most excited about. Northwestern coming off one of the worst seasons we've seen. Well, I mean, at worst, one of the most disappointing seasons we've seen in a long, long time. Oh, but, you could, you could, I will absolutely say it's one of the worst seasons in a long, in, a, you know, in the Pat Fitzgerald era. Easily. Totally revamped offense. If you think they're going to look, like anything close to what they look offensively last year, you're wrong. You're fooling yourselves. And and then you've got a Wisconsin team who lost a lot of talent to the NFL. And sure. how are they going to rebound? Um, but they're always good. And and a game being played at Wrigley Field, big deal for people in Chicago. Got canceled. Yeah. I mean, I like – it's not surprising. It, it's a bummer because I was at the uh, the game at Wrigley Field in 2010, Northwestern versus Illinois. Um, you know, it was it was crazy. You ha- couldn't use one of the end zones because the the field didn't fit quite right, and and yet there was a touch there was a touchdown scored on the other yeah. way on a on an interception return. Um, so I, I was excited to you know they'd done a little bit of remodeling on Wrigley Field and there is enough room for a football field to, to be put in there. So I was definitely excited uh, to get back there. You know, it's, a, you know, just in general, Wrigley Field is a wonderful place to, to spend three hours, uh, be it baseball or, or Do whatever. Anything. Watching a concert, exactly. just watching anything in Wrigley is fun. Yeah, I used to live a mile away from Wrigley, so wow. it was like I could have walked. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it's a bummer that, uh, that the Wisconsin game is going to get – is being canceled, moved back to Ryan Field this year. They're going to go back to Wrigley as soon as possible. They have a long-term agreement. Northwestern has a pretty long-term agreement with the Cubs. Um, I, I think this Wisconsin game was going to be the first of, like, four games that they were going to be playing at, at Wrigley. So That's awesome. it, the Cats will be playing at Wrigley before too long. Um, obviously, you know, with who knows what's going on with college football this year, um, you know, the, the questions that are in the air – Eliminate one of the variables and, you know, keep everything, you know, in well, the it, locker room. Yeah. There's no purpose of playing at Wrigley without fans. That's the exactly. only reason to do it is to give fans an opportunity to go see something unique and different. Mm-hmm. Drive 30 minutes this way and let's go to this other field 
and that's historic. And and yeah, so that that it would be pointless to do it without fans. So let's transition this to um, the Big Ten schedule. We mm-hmm. don't have a lot of information about this yet, but yesterday you shared out while we were going live. Gary was going through some uh, just a little inside baseball uh, UFC details that I get lost in. And so I saw a text come through our group text. I'm playing on my phone while Gary's working, sadly. And, uh, and, and you t- shared out that uh, the Big Ten is strongly considering doing a 10-team, all-conference, 10-game, all-in-conference schedule. Yeah, I saw that come across um, on Twitter yesterday. And, you know, really interesting in, like, you know, how, how it's all going to work. I think they're going to be making decisions. I think all conferences are going to be making decisions in the next seven to ten days yep. because, you know, we're running out of time to, like, actually make decisions. Um, and, you know, so the possibility would be to go to ten games – only conference games. So every, all the non-conference games are getting dropped, which, you know, Ohio State, Oregon. That was going to be fun, yep. right? And, like, th- there were some other, you know, fun non-conference games. Northwestern, their non-conference schedule was not exciting whatsoever. Uh, so we're losing Tulane, Central Michigan, and Morgan State. Whoop-de-doo. Yep. Um, what, what it does mean is, you know, so the Big Ten plays a nine-game conference schedule. If you're going to have ten games, you're adding another – uh, conference game. Um, how is that going to look if that happens? Are they going to mix? Yeah, there's only up? four teams that you don't play already, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, the four teams Northwestern won't play is uh, Rutgers, Indiana, Ohio State, and Michigan. So I would love to not get Ohio State or Michigan. <laughs> I was going to say, you got a 50-50 shot here of this being a really good thing or a really scary thing. Well, uh, Indiana might be better than a lot of people think. We're right now on Westside Pirates. We're doing our uh, our summer previews. We've we've taken a look at Indiana already, and um, they're going they're going to be interesting. Like their, okay. their defense is solid. Their offense, um, if Michael Penix can stay healthy, because uh, they don't really have another proven quarterback. Because Peyton Ramsey is now a Northwestern quarterback, um, which I'm excited about. You know. Yeah, that, that's a whole other story. <laughs> we could get it. Like, we talked about that for hours and hours. But you know, if and and there's a huge question. Like, if you're going to completely change the schedule, are you going to completely change the schedule, or are you going to keep the schedule as is and just be moving games around and just add and, one of the other teams that you haven't played, figure it out, and boom. Yeah. yeah so, like again, so many questions. Not how, even many sure bi- that- how many bye weeks does a Big Ten have? One. I just have one? Okay, so the SEC might be the only conference that does two bye weeks. Um, well, I guess we have 14 teams, so it's different. Um, well, so does Big Ten. Oh, y'all, y'all do have 14. That's right. Shit. That's right. When y'all added Maryland and Rutgers, that, that got y'all to 14. Um, I guess my question is, is, I don't think it would be that hard. You've got one – everybody's got one bye week, but they're also all opening up three other games. So, right. surely but, within those three open games now, you could you could figure out a way to say, all right, who doesn't play now? Let's let's make these matchups happen because you really just have to have one extra team for each team. Sure, and and that that's absolutely possible. The the issue is uh, in the Big Ten, most of the non conference games all happen early. Like you, yeah. you do not see non conference games happening late. Like there isn't, I, you know. You mean you on. mean you don't play Kent State the week before Auburn? Oh, I mean I'm no. sorry, I'm sorry. That's I, I'm sorry. 
question. Yeah, no, no we, we don't do it. And Kent State might even be a little good at, you know, Central Carolina, uh, Southeast Louisiana State. You know, the, those are the kind of games you don't – well, actually, Northwestern is playing Morgan – was supposed to play Morgan State in November. So I, we don't really right. have a, a lot of legs to stand on there. No, LSU is doing the same thing, but we just started doing it. Bama has been doing it forever. It's fine. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, right. I mean, it's going to be how, so it's going to be interesting. And your schedule, if you guys do this, I think that is going to ripple effect to all the conferences doing that. I really believe the first to make a statement like that. Yesterday, I made a bold statement. I fully believe this. Nobody will convince me otherwise. What happened in the Ivy League has zero effect on what's going to happen in the Power Five. All right. Ooh, okay. If if, okay. if the Power Five choose to not play football at all. It won't be because the Ivy League chose to. They no, just happen to true. do the same thing, but they're not associated in any way, shape, form, or fashion. All right. Yeah. the The only ripple of like you're because the Ivy Leagues are going to be playing uh, group of five teams. Um, if group of five teams start losing their their well, the schedule, group of five is not really the F, So the FCS, the Ivy League, has one um, group of five game, and that's it. And it's right. and it's Army. So that's so that's the only team that lost a day a game based on what happened okay. uh, with the Ivy League backing out. But if you guys were to do this, it affects obviously the Pac-12, and then I'm certain other schools are playing somebody across the board. I think Penn State plays Pitt every year, right? Uh, if, they have if, lately. I don't know if they're on the no, schedule. They, they have or into. <laughs> Penn State tries trying to tries to avoid Pitt whenever they can. But Are they really? I thought that was a rivalry that they were going to keep going, but maybe not. It is, it is a rivalry. Pitt wants to play a Penn State doesn't want to waste their time, so it's one of those like Penn State thinks Pitt's beneath them, but Pitt will play because it looks really, really bad when beat. Pitt beats them. Yeah, I get it. Okay, doesn't happen often, but when it happens, it's embarrassing. Why? Why give yourself an opportunity to embarrass yourself? I get exactly. it. Exactly. Uh, it, it's just it's going to have a ripple effect. That will have a ripple effect about how the rest of college football works. That yeah. will a hundred percent have a ripple effect, and, uh, and and I don't even know if it, if the Big Ten is leading the forefront on this. I mean, it's we we saw this one report yesterday. You're, um, you're the only you know, one that's like, got a leak that's that's got anything like that. The SEC is going to try to play football the way. It oh yeah, they are. absolutely. We, we in the South just we're going to throw the blinders on. We're going to try. It, it the reason it's so big down here is because for the longest time, outside of the Dallas Cowboys, there just weren't pro teams that anybody cared about. Nobody cared about the Saints. Nobody cared about the Falcons. Nobody really cared about the Oilers, and the Oilers disappeared for a couple of years. It was It's a college football is our pro football. Oh, absolutely. And, and so we are – we – I have no – saying it i wish they'd call me and ask my opinion every now and then um <laughs> so do i honestly so do i but 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 we are going forward i fully believe that they are going to try and just say we're going to play and if we have to have half stadiums or quarter stadiums or whatever we're going to do it if we can put um uh, uh disclaimers on the back of tickets and say you're here at your own risk and let everybody in in 80,000 strong at Tiger Stadium and 100,000 strong at Neyland Stadium, then we're going to do that too. That, I mean, I think everything is on the table for the SEC. Sure. Um, I buy that. It, like Alabama's got USC. If USC backs out, does the SEC say we're just going to fill that with somebody or do we try to do the same kind of, all right, 
let's go to a 10 or an 11 game schedule and see what we can do in the SEC. Yeah, um, I, I'm 99% sure that that USC is not going to be playing football this like right all? away. Okay. Well, I don't know. I don't know about it all, but like the students are not coming back to campus. So that's my question. All right, so we're going to get on this. Let's transition this from the Big Ten and what y'all are doing to what do you think is going to happen with all of this and college sports starting, then we'll transition to some more pro sports stuff. But so let's say everybody, let's say the Big Ten, the ACC, the SEC, the Big 12 all start week zero, week one. We, we're on time. Now, the schedule's all funky, but we're on time. Mm-hmm. And USC is like three weeks behind. How in the hell is that going to work? Yeah, I, I mean, at, at some point, like, there, there's going to be a tipping point. Like, yeah. USC's having, having issues. Um, you know, you're seeing all sorts of positive tests at uh, you know, Clemson, what, had 37 positive tests. Yeah, they, I, are, they are using what Dan Wetzel has claimed, the Fauci Cup. Uh, right. They, they are leading the Fauci Cup. My LSU Tigers were right there nipping on their heels. Your two uh, championship game last year are uh, trying to get herd immunity quickly, it seems like. Um, Alabama got insulted by that, and they sent their kids out partying, and they actually made a competition of it. I think have bounties on who gets it first. Yeah. Uh, so we're, you know, listen, we're it's just we're different breed in the South. We do things differently. We live a little different lifestyle. Uh, football is important. It matters oh, more for sure. For sure, it matters. <laughs> I think that's a ridiculous statement. I say it all the time <laughs> in mocking of the SEC, but they live to that. Yeah, it I just mean, means more. They really do. And what do you think is going to happen? Honest opinion, college football, give me your opinion. Not what you want to happen, not what you hope happens. What do you think is going to happen? So you asked me that question last week. I think they were going to play. Like, it was, it's going to happen. They would, you know, one or two teams might be dropping out like USC. Um, I, my gut feeling a week ago was they're going to play. Right now, you asked me. I think we're going to be looking at a lot of spring football. Wow. Perfectly honest. Yeah. I, nobody wants that to happen. Um, I don't want that to happen. I, so I mean, what happens to all of the potential professional players? Sure. I mean, that, that, that's, that's a huge question. Because the, the, NFL, NFL, the NFL said they're not moving the draft. has asked the NFL, would you move the draft from April to May or June? And the NFL said, uh, no, sir. Hell we no. Move, we don't move for anybody. I, last week, I – I compared the NFL to God. I said, when God starts canceling things, I get worried. All right? Sure. I fully look at them as a God in our country. Not, not just in the game of football or in sports or athletics. I think I've told you this. Mm-hmm. I believe that if these NFL teams want to have butts in the seats, if they want to sell out the house and put disclaimers on the back of tickets and sell all 40,000 seats to Soldier Field, but Chicago is still locked down and Illinois is still locked down, I will tell you those states will reopen by NFL time. Because I believe these owners have that much power over their local jurisdiction. Well, and, you know, and, and the NFL brings so uh, – there's so much money involved in the NFL just locally, uh, nationally – you know, all, all across the board, the amount of money in the NFL is just off the charts. And we talked about this earlier with hockey going to Canada. But, like, it, at, at the end of the day, it's going to be how is this going to affect the bottom line? Um, if college can figure out a way to, you know, if, if it makes more sense financially, 
to move to the spring where you're going to be able to sell more tickets. Um, if you can get the, your TV partners on board, which I don't see why you wouldn't, because what else is going on in the spring, you know, early baseball, you know, that's kind of it. Well, they're not worried um, about competing with anything else other than the NFL. Yeah. And so, so as long as they're not competing with the NFL, they'll compete with college basketball all day long and they'll blow them out of the water. Mm-hmm. It'll be and, the worst watched tournament we've ever had because people will be watching college football. Well, and that's only on it's only on Saturdays, really. So, well, true. That's yeah. right. There's a yeah. tournament might adjust and say, well, we're not going to play on Saturdays. We'll just- yeah. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or 7 Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Go, go get off day. Thursday, Friday, Sunday, yeah, Monday. Sunday, Monday. Like that. That's it. That, that would be the way I would do it if I was the people putting on that show. But your college football, you're the second biggest horse in all of sports right now for the last, I don't know, 10 years, you you make the rules outside of the NFL. Right. God says and what they're going to do. You say what you're going to do, and then everybody else falls in line. You don't care about anybody else's opinion. Yeah, I think the, the biggest issue um, and what's going to you know cause the biggest headaches is the fact that there is no Roger Goodell college. of college football. I mean, Mark Emmert is not, oh, does not do anything. I mean, no. We we make it a point to mock him relentlessly. As as well you should. The first time he does something – the next time he does something right will be the first time he's done something right. But I don't even count that that's going to happen, so I don't waste my brain space thinking about, you know, possibilities that aren't going to happen. Um, But, you know, the the fact that you've got so many more people involved, like commissioners, presidents, uh, ADs, there's so many different hands in the pot, it's going to make it really, really complicated uh, to do. And only if it makes zero financial sense to play in the fall will we be looking at uh, spring. Again, my gut, as we sit here recording today, is that's what's going to happen. But I would be happy to be wrong. So, so I, I'll tell you uh, my thought on that, and this is what worries me. It's something that I hate about our country and, and where we live. Love our country. I, I say this all the time. We live in the greatest country in the world, and what makes us great is the fact that all of our problems are piddly-ass problems in most other countries, okay? That's a beautiful thing. We politicize everything, and in the South, we are going to play because we want to support our government and reopen and, and have a strong economy and kind of flip it in the nose of the liberals who they see are weak. The liberal states are going to stay shut down. I believe that there is going to be a faction of schools that will play and a faction of schools that will not. And it will literally be drawn up on, are you a red or a blue state? It is something that breaks my heart and irks me to a core because we have to politicize everything. And I, I just want to love something without caring who else loves it. Okay. And if Trump loves it and you hate Trump, you have to hate it now. No, no, no. That's okay. It's okay for me and him to like the same thing and we not be the same person. If Pelosi loves it 
and you hate Pelosi, I have to hate it now. No, no, no. It's it's okay. She likes ice cream. I like ice cream. We can we can like the same things and still disagree on everything that happens in our country. Um, I think that's that's what I think is going to happen. You're probably right on Southern California not playing. USC, UCLA, Cal, Stanford not playing. You're probably right on that because I don't know that their state is going to allow it. And the problem is, is the people making the decisions, a little bit of the commissioners, a lot of the commissioner's bosses, which are the ADs and the um, school presidents, presidents, and those people, that group of people are the weakest group of people on the planet because they have to cow down to donors. And if your donors want you to play, you will play. And if your donors don't, you won't because they need that emergency 20 when they call. Mm-hmm. And that that is why I think this is going to end up politicized. We will have spring football and fall football, which I might really enjoy getting two football leagues. The spring football league is going to be so bastardized because anybody that has a chance to go to the NFL is not going to play, and those teams are just going to be so much weaker. And shame on those not shame shame for those players missing out on on a final season, on a final opportunity to get game film for the pros. It just sucks. It sucks all the way around if you're a senior, not a junior, and this is it. You have no more eligibility whatsoever, and you're a fringe NFL player. I, I have a hunch that if it does get moved to the spring, there's going to be exceptions. I mean, there's going to be exceptions all over the place, and I, I think that um, you know, exceptions will have to be made. And and because there's there's too many players, like you said, seniors, juniors thinking about going pro. Um, who who won't play, and like I said, that will destroy some teams. Other teams are, are you know, it'll, everyone. I mean, ed, every team has seniors and juniors who are go, planning on leaving or going. Um, there's going to have to be exceptions, and that's one of the things that people are going to have to figure out. The guy that came to my mind now, I'm not thinking of your Trevor Lawrence's, because Trevor Lawrence, while an elite player, okay? He doesn't have to play this year. He plays on a loaded team where I have to guess his backup is probably a four-star, five-star, pretty damn good, throwing mm-hmm. to other four- and five-stars. It doesn't matter. They might not be championship favorites without Trevor Lawrence, but they're still playoff favorites with without him. Yeah, at and least 10 wins. Deep. What I'm thinking of is teams like Colorado last year. LaVisca Chenault is in the conversation as one of the greatest college football players, one of the greatest college wide receivers we've seen in a long, long time. If he misses, that destroys a team like Colorado. He was mm-hmm. so much of a percentage of their offense. It's that kind of stuff that I worry about. Those teams are going to be really affected because one great player on a good team hurts. So, yeah, let's, let's move on past that. You're a Northwestern guy. You follow Northwestern sports. All Northwestern sports y'all talk about on Westlot Pirates. We'll give you another little plug there. Find them there. They don't just talk Northwestern, by the way. Right now, how my favorite time of the year to listen to you guys is right now. Because you're going to go through every Big Ten preview, every team. Y'all are going to deep dive them. I love it. I love every bit of it. And then you're going to deep dive all the teams that you play in non-con and your whole Big Ten schedule. It's, it's, it's one of my favorite things. But give me a quick state of the union on Northwest football, Northwestern football. How do you feel? about the state of the program coming off one of the most disappointing years in a long time. Sure. Um, 
I, I feel great because we fired Mick McCall. Uh, uh, the, uh, that offensive coordinator who's had to go for the past five or six years but couldn't go because we're winning, and who fires a, quarter, who fires a coordinator after a 10-win season? A lot of teams do. Northwestern doesn't. Yeah. Um, so the fact that we've got uh, Mike Bajakian coming in from Boston College, a guy who plays super up-tempo, yet a run-first offense. So it's going to be really, really interesting. I, I can't wait to see because we have so much coming back. Um, you know, we have, I think, nine returning start, nine or ten returning starters on offense, uh, nine or ten returning starters on defense, which was phenomenal last year. I was about to say, that defense was pretty stout. Too. Yeah, no, I mean – And it's going to be as long as Pat's there, right? We yeah, trust absolutely. that the defense is just – he's going to wake up and, and y'all are just going to always be able to stop the run and, and, and pressure quarterbacks. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm not worried at all about the defense. I'm excited about the offense. I wish I knew a little bit more about what the offense is going to look like because there's still, like, a huge question mark quarterback. Well, that's um, the problem with Pat, too. Like, you, you know, he gives you and he takes from you on – he just pretty much treats you like mushrooms, feeds you shit, and keep you in the dark about everything. Yeah, I mean, we're not going to know – you didn't know who your quarterback was ever. No, I mean, the entire season, you had no idea who Until somebody was. got hurt, that's it. Like, all right, he's I mean, hurt, he's out. Even then. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You know, um, Hunter Johnson missed a, a bunch of the middle of the season with injury, and his mom had breast cancer, and he was uh, t- taking care of that. So, like, we didn't know about that until after he had come back. So, you know, you don't get a lot of news from the Northwestern program. But that being said, uh, Peyton Ramsey coming in uh, – I'm still a big believer in Hunter Johnson. I mean, I I think he was a victim of a terrible offense and, you know, he had trouble picking up what was a terrible offense, you know, something that wasn't tailored to his strengths. Um, I I think that Bajakian has shown throughout his career that he builds a system to the players instead of building players to the system. Um, And that, that excites me. Yeah. I'm, I'm anxious to see how that looks. The fear of not having the sold guy is if you have multiple players at quarterback that you're trying to figure out who the guy is, but they do different things. So he can't build two different offenses for each of them. He's basically, in his mind, needs to make the decision on who's going to be the quarterback and sees does the other guys mold to it and can they win the job even though they are not the the one it was built for. Right. Um, That's that's a little bit of your negative. and, and I'm always of the philosophy of I never get too married to the depth chart because I love competition and I want the best guy to win the job. And I've, I've tried to convince my friends who are Browns fans with me to say, listen, like being married to Baker is not smart. If somebody comes in and beats him out, then, then we have the better player. And yes, we wasted a first round pick and it's a bust and it's fine. If they don't and they push him to be better and to reach his full potential because he's got somebody nipping at his heels where he's always thrived in, then that's good too. It's never bad. I never like the giving the guys the keys to the Cadillac and saying it's yours. Run with this thing. I just – you need to be Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, Patrick Mahomes, you know, Lamar Jackson. You need to – you know, Watson – you, you need to be that level Russell Wilson of trusting. Well, the you, you, you mentioned Russell Wilson. I think he's a perfect example of that. Hell his, yes. his rookie year, he came in third on the depth chart by the third preseason game 
they handed him the keys because listen, Matt, Matt my Flynn, boy, who, my boy, Ryan, Matt Flynn had the job. He was the big money quarterback that they signed. He was the big free agent signing that they went, broke the checkbook out and said, come be our quarterback. And he was cut by week eight, not yeah. on the roster because Pete Carroll understands competition is healthy. Competition is good. And sometimes competition helps you find a diamond in the rough. And it also, you know, lets you know who's not going to come up to the, you know, who's not going to step up to the plate. You look, yeah. uh, unfortunately you look at a guy like Paxton Lynch in Denver, a guy who's given every opportunity to succeed Peyton Manning and just couldn't do it. Nope. Um, you know, Trevor Simeon, Northwestern zone started two years in Denver yeah. because Paxton Lynch couldn't beat him out. Yeah, no. And that's right. You, you learn. I think it's important to push your rookies and not just give them the keys to the kingdom. When you give them the keys to the kingdom, it's a dangerous thing. It can set your franchise back for a long time. Your, your, your college, you can throw a season away. Last year, the Browns wasted a season of a loaded roster. You just can't do that. In college football, most of these guys are only here. The great ones are only there for three years. Everybody else probably redshirted a year and might only stay four anyway uh, just because they're not elite athletes or whatever. You don't really want to be wasting seasons on the wrong guy. No. So anyway, that's, that's my thought. I'm excited about Northwestern football. I really want us to have it because – I want to see this offense. I, we're, we're in lock and step. I want to see you guys open the offense, not be so conservative, strictly because that defense is really competitive. You're not the bastard child of the Big Ten anymore. No. You're just not. Those days are gone. They've been gone since Pat's been there. You're legit competitors for your division year in and year out if you can put it together on offense. Yeah, I mean, if we can, you know, not run up the middle every first down, um, run an off-tackle second down, and then run a little swing pass on third down, which was the entire offense. And, like, we could call it. For the last stand. three years, four years. You made, that. It, you made it to a Big Ten title game doing that, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, we did. That's, that's, that's really scary and really sad. Last thing, we'll get off of college. We'll get off of all of that. I want to get on Patrick Mahomes. You are a Denver fan. I'm sorry I'm doing this to you. No, but that's fair. We can talk about it in kind of a weird, funny way, okay? We'll get a little bit into his contract. He talked to some Yahoo writers today, and he was going through a list of things that he's not allowed to do. So over the next 12 years, Patrick is going to make between $400 and $500 million if he doesn't get hurt and he plays through football. My question is this. He said, I'm not allowed to play baseball. I'm not allowed to play basketball. I'm not allowed to jet ski. And he said, and let me tell you, the list is really long of other things I'm not allowed to do. Got me thinking, if somebody was going to give me $400 million, what is something that they would have to say you can't do anymore for 12 years or you lose this money? Is there anything you can think of? Um, breathe. Eat. Drink water. Yeah. Those are, <laughs> I, if I couldn't those do any of those three. Yeah, those are important for life. Yeah. Um, so the money doesn't matter. <laughs> besides that, I don't know. I mean, that's – It's all. tough, right? I mean, there's nothing that I – there's a lot of things I love. Sure. I don't know if there's anything that I love that I can't go without for 12 years, right? <laughs> And you're walking away with half a billion dollars? Yeah, no. 
Like I will sit like if Mahomes, if all Mahomes does for the next 12 years is play football and go home and play video games. Yeah. He's going to be just fine. And as long as he keeps the internet mic version off of the video games, the beauty of that is, is if you don't get outside of the things that you're not allowed to do for the contract, it's real restricting. You can't screw it up. Yeah. Like you can't, like if they told me, Chris, we're going to give you this money, but you can't be on Twitter, but gone. Gone. Yeah. I'll figure out a way to get off social media addictions, but gone because we can't take a chance of you saying something stupid. You're getting canceled, and now we got to get rid of you, or we got to just take this L and hope that the championships overrun the cancelization of whatever you said. Right. Like, it, it's tough, but it is, you do kind of see the other side of fame and fortune. It, at, no one's crying for him, no one's feeling bad for him, but. There is a little bit of you you lose the ability to have a life, but I'm sure you can still be a star. Yeah, and like he he lost that you know, when he got drafted by the Chiefs. I mean, like the, the fact the fact that he's now making half a billion dollars compared to before when he was just you know the Super Bowl winning quarterback of the Chiefs or even like this rookie hotshot, everyone knows his face. So like the the fact that you know he's you know, in Kansas City, and they they know him, they love him there. All, already, he's he's being noticed wherever he goes. This money is not going to change that. I don't think so either. And he comes from a great family that that comes from means. That, yeah. You know, they, they he, didn't, he didn't grow up poor, and this is the first person in their life in their generations to to ever have wealth and maybe not this much money. But they come from nothing, and so this isn't a shock to them. Got a strong family. That's a good thing. The Midwest is a beautiful place, okay? I married somebody from the Midwest. I love the Midwest. I think it is the most welcoming and friendly place in the country. I am from the South where we have Southern hospitality. I'm a big believer that some of that is bullshit. Uh, We like to think of ourselves that way, but I don't think we always are that way. The Midwest really is. He has done a great job of being kind of an excellent role model there. The stories of him and his girlfriend or wife at the time, I don't know, are they married yet or not, but like going out to eat at the pizza place and nobody came, bothered him the whole yeah. time. And they left and he went to the owner as they were leaving and just picked up the tab for the whole restaurant and was like, thank you. Thank you for letting me have a life. Here's food on me and have a wonderful night out. Go Chiefs and get out of there. And, and I think – Man, Midwesterners just eat that up. That is, you just you just won the heart and soul of all of them. Being a being a Broncos fan, one of my best friends is a Chargers fan. When they got this deal, which we knew it was coming anyway, oh, yeah, he's he never good. leaving. He's never leaving the Chiefs. He just texted me, and it was so funny. He just said, "He's going to be a problem. He's going to be a problem for a long time, <laughs> and he's going to be a problem." Yeah, I mean, like, I, I know exactly what it's like to be on the other side of that, to be that problem. I mean, That's Peyton right. Manning. Yes. Peyton Manning, Denver was a problem. John Elway. Yeah. John Elway was a problem. John Elway, Denver was a problem. The yeah. drive, so, like, makes me want to vomit a little in my mouth. But that's okay. That's all right. Hmm. I'm past that. It's warm fuzzies all over. Yeah. And then the, the fumble next year. Uh, yeah. Anyway, sorry. I, I, I wore that T-shirt <laughs> yesterday, by the way. But anyway. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, he's going to be really, really good. And what makes me even more frustrated, well, not frustrated, but like worried about Kansas City is like, it's a massive contract, but like, 
the Chiefs cap only went up like $30,000 because of that for the next two years. Well, it, the next two it, years, it's still his rookie money. The new money doesn't hit. He's got a big signing bonus, but the new money doesn't hit until the, the, the initial deal is over. Yeah, so I, I think like as, as we learn more and more about the, the way these contracts are structured, you're, we're, we're going to find out like it's not necessarily going to hamstring them completely like Kansas City is going to be really good for a long time I'm just hoping that as a as the Broncos that Drew Locke can be what Pat Mahomes was <laughs> I, I you know I, love, I like Drew I really do I don't see this at all I hope he's good but it will he ever be better than the top 10 quarterback I don't know that, that's we'll hopeful, have, we'll have to see. you gotta be so, hopeful right yeah guys, well, and that's the thing that. Did we know what Pat Mahomes was before he no, got the he was to the he was very much a the quarterback that I would like to draft. He's very much a boomer bust guy. I yeah. I don't I don't ever want to. I would never if running a franchise. I've said this. Our fans hear me say this all the time. I would never ever ever draft Andy Dalton. I just wouldn't. If I don't Sam Darnold, I would not have drafted. I just I just wouldn't because if I don't think you have the potential to be crazy stupid elite then I don't want it. I don't care what your floor is because if your floor is terrible, then I know immediately I punt you out the door. But if you're Andy Dalton, I'm stuck with you for 15 years. I don't want that. Yeah. No, I, just, I, I just don't. Uh, I'm I, So the only solace I have is the other day I went down and I ran through the last 10 years of Super Bowls. Nine Super Bowl competing of the 10 quarterbacks. So you've got 20 quarterbacks in 10 years. Nine of those 20 quarterbacks are all on rookie deals. Okay. Very few of those quarterbacks ever won titles after they got paid. All of the quarterbacks that won on rookie deals have not won yet. We're going back 10 years. We're talking Aaron Rodgers won his second year as a starter and people thought, He's going to win a ton. Just like we talk about Patrick Mahomes right now. We thought, man, this train is just getting started. Look how great he is. But he took too much money. The team didn't build around him. Him and the coaching staff started having riffs. And the next thing you know, we're a decade ago, and he's won like three other playoff games after that. That's it, man. He hadn't had a lot of run at all. No. And, and – out of those 11 quarterbacks that did make the Super Bowl that have, were on their second deal, five of them or six of them were Tom Brady. And so, like, if you and take two Tom of them were Peyton Manning. And two, two of them were Peyton. So, like, like, if you took Tom out, like, the percentage of how many make it with a rookie deal is way higher than the percentage of the quarterbacks that, that, that are getting paid because it's – I just believe it's a money league more now. Um, Completely. So, anyway, we'll wrap that up. We'll end there. Thank you for coming on with me, man. I really appreciate it. Uh, Thanks for having me. Check these guys out, Westlot Pirates. Right now, they are going through their previews. If you need a good laugh, they just finished Rutgers preview the other day. Rutgers, Rutgers. And that's always my favorite every year now that they're in the league. (laughs) Um, because it's it's just fun. I get to listen to football, and some people make some jokes. And it's lighthearted, and and nobody really gets hurt. So it's usually usually John or Eric are making all the jokes. Um, I, <laughs> Sam, Sam's Sam's a nice guy. I, I'm the straight man. I, I keep I keep the I keep the bus rolling. <laughs>
Well, somebody um, has to be the grown-up. This is why I asked you to come on. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. No, um, we're tonight we're going to be recording Michigan and Ohio State, so uh, look for those in the next uh, few days to drop. So, uh, you know, that that's kind of the, the top of the Big Ten that we're looking at. And then we'll go on into the Northwestern schedule. We'll be open up with Michigan State. So uh, those are kind of the next three. Um, you know, we're, we're doing our previews as if everything is going to go on as normal. We're, we're because, Gary and I are about to get started with all our stuff, and we're going to do the – it's the only way we know how to do it. We're yeah, just going to go forward as if we don't know this thing exists. If, if, if things need to change, we'll roll with that. But until someone says, absolutely, we're not – it's not business as usual, we're going business as usual. There you go. Well, I appreciate you jumping in with me. Thank you. Guys, thank you all for joining us. We appreciate you watching the videos. We appreciate you downloading the podcast. Leave a review. You know, share it out with your friends. It, it really means a lot to us we, from the bottom of our hearts. And uh, as always, take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. Thanks. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.